Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome back to the Tip of Tower Toronto Maple Leafs podcast, everyone. We are live in studio again. Joining me is Omar, Austin, Dave, and via satellite from lovely New Jersey, the star of the show, <laughs> Jacob <laughs> Middleton. Guys, what's going on tonight? We're going to talk about uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, lots of expansion draft talk, so we'll get right into that. Um, Jake, you okay there? Yeah, I'm fine. You look distraught tonight. Oh, there's a smile. There's distraught. a smile. It's just a really, it's just, it's just a really bad day outside. It's raining and... It's overcast, been all day. It's haven't seen the sunlight in a couple couple days. So sad violin in the background. We're kidding. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, well, we're gonna start with somebody that uh, really comes out from your neck of the woods out there, in New Jersey. Ilya Kovalchuk. There's a lot of reports that he was gonna stay in the KHL last week, and then on Saturday night, Elliot Freeman came out and said that uh, you know that's not the case. He actually wants to come back to the NHL. So of course, he said the most important things, the magic words. Kovalchuk and Toronto, and well, you know how it goes from there, guys. So, yep. What are your thoughts on Kovalchuk returning to the NHL? First of all, who wants to tackle that? <laughs> who wants you want to, to start ta- with that? You, you seem to be pretty prominent. You're one of his biggest defenders on Twitter. I've seen you this week. So, what are your thoughts on Kovalchuk possibly returning to the NHL? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big advocate for him. I mean, I think based on talent alone, he's a player in the league in the world. Sorry, and I mean, I, I don't know why people get so upset about it in essence help the help the devils get out of what would have been horrible cap recapture penalties and people don't really know the whole story as to why he left um so you know whether it be for personal reasons or among other things i mean i assume it's hard for a guy to move uh over three thousand miles and live in a country he's never lived in going back you know obviously i i don't think it's that big a deal some people hold a grudge and just they just hold grudges over petty things, but like they forget how it was before he left. I mean, he took them obviously with Parisi to a cup final with the Devils. He's got probably the best shot I've ever seen in the NHL from that I've seen live. I, I'm including guys like Rovechkin and Steven Stamkos. He's just that talented, and I think he could score 25 goals in his sleep. Okay, well, for Kovalchuk, all that being said. What's really important to keep in mind here with him is that in order for him to return to the NHL, he has to be approved by all the owners, and then he has to go back to New Jersey first, and if he's going to go to another team, they have to trade him. So there's a whole bunch of steps that have to go through. It's a very complicated process for him. But let's say he goes through all those steps and the Leafs are still interested. I know a lot of that was debunked this week, guys, when people were saying, you know, the Leafs are not interested at all. But let's just hypothetically say they are. What would you offer him for a contract? Honestly, uh, considering the fact that at least for the next two years, cap isn't really any problem, especially because you know Matthews, Matthews and Marner aren't up for another two years. You can give him like a two-year, 
6.25, 6.5 million dollar contract, and after then see where that, that can get you. I feel like a lot, a lot of the outrage on Twitter, a lot of people are saying like, you know, like, oh, I don't want to give him, you know, a, a long term contract, but like that's not going to be the case, especially because of his age and. Uh, we're dealing with a lot more uh, smart smart management than we, than we had before. I think the Leafs are going to acknowledge the fact that although he is an elite skilled player, he is um, like 34 turning 35. So you can give him his money, but give him to but give it to him as, as a short term, and then let him play on that top line with Matthews, Matthews and Nylander. Just like just imagine that Matthews, Nylander, and Kovalchuk for a first line, like like that would be like completely disgusting. So if there's any way that that can be done then i say i say go for it well you bring up two interesting points there the first would be management you mentioned the management group and obviously lou lamarillo was the guy that handed you know that lovely 17 year 107 million dollar <laughs> contract to kovalchuk so maybe there's a connection there i feel like that's where a lot of the leafs kovalchuk stuff is coming from um austin do you buy that at all the lamarillo kobe connection uh i can see it um i'm sort of on the same wavelength as omar um where it's you give him sort of similar to what Montreal gave Radulov next, last year, where you give him a one- or two-year deal at six-something and see how it plays out. But, I mean, I, I don't think Lou's scared of making that deal. Uh, I think if he has a chance to bring in another scorer, you see that the Leafs aren't in rebuild mode in a way as they were perceived to be at the beginning of the year. So um, I think you bring Kovalchuk back and, like Omar said, have him on a line with one of these young studs. It would be unbelievable. I don't think the management's really scared to have him back or, or anything like that. Dave, what would you give up if you're the Leafs to get a global truck? Because he's not just going to come for free, right? you got to give something up to get this guy. So what would you be willing to give up? So give him to, to New Jersey? Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, I mean, look, the Leafs have the picks. They have the prospects. I mean, you. the tough part with New Jersey is what's their leverage going to be in this situation? Because if he doesn't want to go to New Jersey or if New Jersey doesn't feel like the fit is there because they're a rebuilding team, the Leafs can try to – swindle a, a better deal out of it but the other thing is also there's other teams involved other teams are going to probably want to overpay it all comes down to whether he wants to go to the Leafs I think he would have a little more say in that matter if I'm giving up assets it's, it's really tough because what does New Jersey need they need I think they need help up front they need scoring up front. they need everything they need everything well, they so. need everything everything but goaltending <laughs> They have yeah, Corey Schneider. They still need that. I mean, I would want to get. I mean, he's almost thirty, right? So yeah, yeah thirty-one. Well, the Leafs move him soon, to be honest. Yeah, unfortunately, the Leafs outside of Joseph Wall are not uh, don't have the prospect depth at goalie to give up anything. So, if you're looking at it, it's going to be a defensive prospect. Me, I, like if you're looking at defensive prospects on the Leafs, it's either Dermot or Nielsen. Nielsen. That's 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 a given. And then you think up front. Bracco, um, like if we're looking at like forward prospects, I mean we've we've all raved about we've all raved about Bracco Brooks. I don't think New Jersey would see him as that type of prospect they would want for a Kovalchuk. Guess maybe Kapanen is a guy. Like it's gonna cause. I think you're looking at picks. Yeah, I yeah. Was say yeah. Picks, picks. Dude, future first. Exactly yeah. that, and then the Leafs, then the Devils have to also look at where the Leafs gonna be. Those picks are probably gonna be in the mid rounds. You know. So there, but at the same time, you want to get something for an asset. You're not gonna cry wolf if you don't get the best return. It's almost like the Phil Kessel situation, where you're trying to get rid of a guy who doesn't really fit what your team is going through. So you're just trying to get something rather than getting nothing. Well, never mind not fitting what they're doing. He might not even want to be there, right? Like exactly. I think he's made that pretty much clear that you know 
I'll go back to New Jersey if I have to, but some teams that Freeman is linked into has been San Jose, DeBoer's yeah. there, St. Louis, because Broder, and some say Tarasenko, they may be, may be friends, um, us, the Leafs, and then the Rangers. The Rangers was a big one that a lot of people were saying, but obviously they have a lot of cap issues. <laughs> the Rangers are what, I mean, not think the, I think the Florida Panthers, too. The Florida Panthers are another team. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah. Well, something else with Kovalchuk that comes up all the time when he's mentioned to a team is their fan base right away goes, this guy's a cancer. I, I don't want him on my team. You know, he's just – look at everything he does. He comes, he goes. Is he staying? What's he doing? You know, Jake, I know you watch this guy a lot in New Jersey. I know you advocate for a lot of him on – you advocate a lot for him on Twitter. Is he a cancer? Is he somebody that you just – you can't work with on a team? Or is that all bullshit? It's all bullshit. Why? I don't know. Uh, for me, I th- it's many reasons. You know, I think, you know, it's people that just have this idea that all Russians are cancers. I think personally – that's been spewed by uh you know canadians and americans guys like uh mike milbury don cherry but uh, you know i just say that one more time jake because you cut out there i need proof of what he's done and i've seen no proof (laughs) from anyone uh in new jersey when he came to new jersey uh first of all in atlanta he got a terrible shake right he went to arguably the worst expansion team ever outside of the washington capitals when they first started um he, as Ray Ferraro was saying on, on the radio, he was basically tasked with solving every problem by himself. And he wasn't helped out by management. And the only time he was given help around him was when he was traded to New Jersey and he went to the Stanley Cup final where they weren't talent, they weren't as talented as the Rangers who were the one seed at the time. Mm-hmm. Let, they went up against an amazing Kings team and took them to six games. But he was really good that playoff run. He was offensively dynamic. He was also injured. He had a hurt. I believe he hurt his hip earlier in the playoffs, and he was playing a two-way game under Peter DeBoer. And you know his game had really evolved. It was kind of, for me, it was kind of upsetting that that he had chosen to move back. But obviously, he had his reasons. You know, guys like uh, people say, "Oh, it's only because of the money." I mean, yeah, obviously, he got a lot of money. But there's probably multiple reasons. I heard, uh, you know, he wanted to go back with his kids and have them grow up in Russia, among other things. But um, the only place he's been has failed him. So, But, um, yeah, to continue off of that, too, a lot of people, uh, when like when Montreal signed Radulov, a lot of people were going off saying, like, oh, like he's so bad, like, look what happened in Nashville. You know, he has problems. He had problems with uh, Shea Weber. And, you know, and then looking at what happened <laughs> what happened at the end of the season, like he was a fan favorite and, and probably one of the best players in that in that playoff run or – or that, that first that first round outing. So I think looking at the past and saying that a certain player is a cancer is, is kind of irrelevant, you know what I mean? Like, especially if, if his goal to come back to the NHL is to win a cup, then he's not going to, like, screw around and have any funny business. It's, just gonna, it's just going to be, for, you know, for, you know to, to join a team, you know, help them succeed, and then get to the Stanley Cup final. If he's just going for the money, then okay, yeah, sure, then probably just go to Vegas. But I don't think him being a cancer or anything is is anything anything relevant to uh, to him signing with the Leafs or any other team for that matter. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. I mean, the Shea Weber and Radulov, that's a perfect example because people have said that they fought in the locker room, like literally fought. And then they reunited in Montreal, and it's worked pretty well so far. So I think that's a fair thing to say. Um, each of you guys, we'll do like a little Jerry's percentages here, you know, since we all are big fans of Overdrive. What are the chances of Kovalchuk, one, coming back to the NHL, and then the second one will be coming with the Leafs, the Leafs trading for him? So is this two separate percentages? We'll two, or like, yeah, yeah, we'll do two. So the first okay. one is for him returning to the NHL, 
The second one is for him joining the Leafs. Can we call it Lou Percentages? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dave, you want to go first? Okay. Uh, Percentage of him coming back to the NHL, I give that a solid 90%. I should have went first. (laughs) 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 I... like the only, there's only probably a little part of me that maybe thinks that either the NHL is just going to make it really difficult for him, or something comes up in Russia. That's the only reason why I'm not fully committed to it. And then to the Leafs, Omar's probably not going to like this number. I'm giving it a forty percent chance. That's pretty high. That's pretty high. Really? Yeah. I was yeah. going wow. way lower. Yeah. Wow. You're going way lower. Really surprised. Yeah. yeah. I'm going forty just because of the Lou factor. And wow. Okay. Look, and the Leafs will want to keep. I, I I was talking with a buddy of mine actually. And he sent me this actually this really good Excel sheet. I have to send it to you guys. Where he looked at teams and like their bo- top six scoring, bottom six scoring, and their defensive scoring. The Leafs were like the best team when it comes to top six offense, or second behind Washington. And like all these stat categories, if the Leafs want to continue being the team they are, just based on what I saw there, they're gonna have to try to keep that top six scoring up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Kolchuk is that type of guy you want. I mean, looking at guys on the UFA market. A better guy. There's not really a, a guy who may be better than Kovalchuk at UFA. No. I mean, T.J. Oshie is decent, but he's not the offensive talent that Kovalchuk is. Not many are. I mean, this so. guy's an offensive dynamo. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, for he's that reason, for that reason, I think if there's a real possibility that the Leafs can get him, you're trying to get him. And then we have the ca- they have the cap space. And then if they need to make a trade, I mean, JVR is a guy that every team is calling for. You could easily move. I think you can move him pretty easily, and that. That's that's, and mm. I mean, it would take away from your top six, but then another guy would then have to step up. I mean, Kapanen will likely take that role, and I think he's good for a decent offensive season with the Leafs. So okay. that that's where I think that goes. And I mean, Marner's going to be better too. I think going into next season. So that's where I see it. If you, I mean, you'd rather have a cheaper JVR maybe, but Kolachuk is just too hard to pass up. Mm. Austin, are you at a? Uh, what do you have for him returning to NHL? But I don't know if you're at forty percent. Uh, I'd Toronto. say eighty-five to ninety. I'm around the same as Dave. I think that's. Okay. I, I won't, I don't want to say hundred, but I think that's pretty much a foregone. Conclusion. That might have been a, yeah. some pity he, on me, just to make me feel better. <laughs> he want. I think he wants to be back here. He's. I mean, he won the Gagarin Cup, so he's done what he wanted to do in Russia. Yeah. Uh, he wanted to go back and win in Russia, so he's done that. Uh, coming back to the NH or coming back to the Leafs. Uh, coming to the Leafs. Excuse me. Uh, I'd say thirty. 25-30%, maybe. 30, I'd put it up there because, again, the Lou factor, like Dave explained. I think the Leafs are a good option for him because the other teams that Friedman mentioned are really close to the cap. Yep. Um, and if Kovalchuk wants that Radulov money, that six to six and a half range, whatever. I don't remember what he was paid last season, around six two five, I think. No, Kovalchuk was a little less. I think he was just – No, Radulov. No, Radulov. Oh, Ra- Radulov. I'm sorry. Yeah. Radulov was, I think, below six. He was like – It was okay. like 5.75. Yeah. Yeah. Like in that, in or that five, point five and a half. Five point yeah. five, five I think Kovalchuk will want more. Yeah, he'll, yeah, and he deserves more. Yeah, those teams would have to make drastic changes or move some guys in order to free up the cap to have Kovalchuk. Yeah. So I think it's more likely he goes to the Leafs, but you never know. Those teams have a lot of haul. They have a lot of. Um, they can easily move some guys who have high cap hits. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. the guys who have high caps cap hits on those teams are decent players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as you talked about in free agency, the Leafs. They're not gonna. I think I saw one article saying if a team can't land Kovalchuk, you go after Patrick Sharp. No, thirty-six-year-old Patrick Sharp yeah, who didn't play uh, last season. Oh yeah, uh, he's Omar? the next best no. option. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Chris is just like we got to get out of this. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> We're not going down that <laughs> road. <laughs> so if it's between Patrick Sharp and trading for Ilya Kovalchuk, I think that's a pretty big. That's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm on the same levels as, as the rest of you guys. I think for me, I'm a little more confident that he comes back to the NHL. I'll say 100% on that one. I yeah. think uh, to Austin's point, he has. He's won in Russia. You know what I mean? And you know, like, why not like come to the NHL and went over here too, right? Just so, just you want to establish, establish like, um, or or even make make better uh, your already spectacular career. And then in terms of the Leafs, yeah, I'm I'm low. I'll say 25%. Not because. Like we've all given pretty good reasons as why Toronto would be the best fit. Like we can pay him, we can give him the opportunity, and that we're a team that's trending upwards. I guess in in terms of him and whether he wants to come here is is one thing. And also, I th- uh, also Dave to, to your point, um, what Jersey would want in a trade, because th- those are going to be two factors coming in. So I think I'll say twenty five percent. So I twenty five percent for him coming to the Leafs. Yeah, I don't see Ray Shore getting ripped off, but Jake, percentages he returns to the NHL, and then percentages that the Leafs acquire him. Uh, 95% that he comes back. I think it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. Um, for the Leafs, I'm going to say 10%. Um, Ooh, that's what I, have I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, wow, the thing, I was going to say 0%, Ooh. but then, you know, when I was, I was listening to the radio and it made me think, um, you know, Brian Hayes was talking about this on overdrive. He's saying, you know, this team clearly knows, that they can go out and get talent right now. Obviously, they did that by meeting with Steven Stamkos. I mean, for all the people that say, oh, you don't need offense. I mean, look at the Golden State Warriors. They could have gone out and been like, let's get an extra defender. No, they went out and they got, who'd they get? One of the best players in the league. Because what you do is you always are trying to add talent. I've never understood people that will say no to talent just because you're thinking two or three years down the road. So, that's what I would do, and it made me think, you know, maybe there is a chance. And also, just because we never know what they're doing ever. I, I can't think of one move that they've done where I was thinking, wow, that is so obvious. I can't. I knew that was coming. Awesome. Every deal one. they've made, I didn't know the Anderson <laughs> deal. I guess yeah. the only one that they've this regime has done that made sense to me uh, was trading Phil, and that was just – Blatantly yeah. obvious and had to happen, and that, was, and that wasn't even that wasn't even yeah. Lou. Like the it, it wasn't. wasn't You're even right. Lou. It was Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. So this is, I think, what Shanahan Shanahan's plan is kind of be on the down low and then just come out of nowhere. Kovalchuk could be flying to Toronto as we speak. Wouldn't that be something? Eh? Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> is Jeff Lloyd tracking the plane again? Yeah, he can't go anywhere until July one. If I had to rank in in terms of places that make the most sense for me, it would be Florida. Um, obviously there, it's an awesome place to live. I mean, who wouldn't want to go out and live in Miami tax free money Two is tax. There's no state income tax there. So that saves you a lot of money on a place like Anaheim or even New York where taxes are absurd in comparison. It's probably like 12% higher. And the third is, you know, they just have the money to fit it. You know, they have young players on entry level deals that, and they can afford it, and they also got to make a splash in that market. Number two would be the Rangers. You know, I, I have a hard time believing the Devils would give up him for less than market value. Uh, I think if the Leafs are giving up a second, the Rangers are going to have to give up either a pick and a prospect or a higher pick because based on the rivalry and having seen him go across the Hudson River and potentially snipe you for the next two years would be pretty rough to see, but... They're always a team that is the flair for the dramatic. I mean, uh, their president, what's his name again? The, the ex-Oilers guy. I keep his name. Glenn Saylor. 
Yeah, Glenn Sather always has the flair for the dramatic, always goes out and he finds a way to get the big fish. And then for me, it would be the Leafs. I mean, I don't buy St. Louis. Doesn't make sense um, to me. And, and San Jose actually does make a lot of sense. Very but I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know where they're going with regards to Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe and all those older core guys. So yeah. um, that's not really something for me. But And also the tax rates are absurd over in California. I think they're the highest in the U.S. So. Yeah, but is. Toronto definitely makes yeah. sense for me because of the talent he'd be able to play with and also potentially to get him a new contract if it's a one-year deal. Yeah. I'd agree with all that. I mean, for me, I'll put it at like a 80 to 85% chance of returns to the NHL. St. Petersburg's president, Medvedev, is uh, pretty confident he's going to re-sign in with them, but I think he's just posturing, just trying to do whatever he can to get him. He's to, trying to, to keep get the hope stay. alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he has to, right? That's their big ticket yeah. draw in the KHL yeah. for a league that is apparently financially dying, so... He has to say that kind of stuff, right? Um, as for Toronto, I'm going to say like 10, 15% max. I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. But all of you guys have cited the same thing when it comes to he left here for his kids, apparently, wife, family, you know, all that stuff. So I think they're going to have a big say in where they go because he's 34. You know, he's definitely going to try and go somewhere where he can get a cup. That would make sense. But he's going to want to get paid too. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be somewhere where his kids can actually like plant roots. I know it sounds really corny, but these guys are human beings at the end of the day and these yeah. things matter. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, the Lemurillo connection's there. Toronto's a really good spot in terms of everything Jake was just saying about they're going to compete for a cup. They got the space to pay him. So I just I just don't know if they're willing to part ways with what it would take to acquire him. Look, as long as it's not Pittsburgh or Chicago that gets him, I <laughs> Wouldn't think. that be something? If freaking – imagine if it's Chicago. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That would – like, honestly, like, like – I would probably be more – I would probably think more of Pittsburgh because, like – Yeah, they can make it work. But, I mean, Chicago, if they get – like, let's just say Hosa magically retires. Tax. Yeah, Hacks. Like, yeah, that won't happen, but <laughs> they could trade uh, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Kruger, and then they could possibly move Seabrook. Or they just convince space. them to take less money. Yeah, good luck with it's that. It's not going to happen. Not Jake Rosen. It's called optimism. Yeah, no chance. No, Those are – Pittsburgh and Chicago are probably 31 and 30 on places that I'd predict him to go. Yeah, me yeah. too. Just yeah. for so many – in a hard cap league, it's just it's so difficult for them. Okay, so now we got the Kovalchuk talk out of the way. Um, before we get into the expansion talk, the buyout window is coming up, and it takes place either two days after the, su- the Stanley Cup final is over or on June 15th. So it's whichever one comes first. Um, I'll give you guys a quick rundown of how the buyout window works, just for those that don't know. So if a team wants to buy out a player, they must first place that player on unconditional waivers, and he can be claimed by any team. If the player has a no-movement no clause, he can refuse the waivers, and his buyout takes place immediately. He cannot avoid a buyout by any clause in his contract. Once the player clears waivers after 24 hours and is bought out, he becomes a UFA. An injured player cannot be bought out without his or without his consent. I was going to say his or her, but that doesn't happen here. <laughs> uh, without his consent. With all that in mind, do you guys see the Leafs buying anyone out? No. Because no. that's saving us. Well, not, I don't want to say saving us, but it's definitely helping, you know. Like Lupul and um and Horton being on yeah. LTIR, that's that's opening up a lot of a lot of space for us. Where you know going back to Kovalchuk, if you didn't want to sign like Kovalchuk or or someone or maybe even help out a team and then take on a bad contract for for an additional asset, I feel like having Lupul and and Horton actually helps us. And like we brought up in the last podcast, unfortunately Robo does off the off the bill now. So <laughs> moment yeah. of silence. But uh, yeah, yeah, Toronto's actually. In a really good situation. It's, for once. it's weird saying this. For yeah, once, it's actually yeah. really weird. Usually, like Tim Gleason. They're, they're probably one of the best uh, cap situations outside of teams like Arizona, uh, Carolina, and Vegas, obviously. Yeah. 
Yeah, because Arizona literally has no one playing for the next season. <laughs> Jerry's has two. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so off the top of your guys' heads, is there any big buyout candidates out there that come to mind right away? Anybody? Um, I just think who do the Rangers buy out one? Dan Girardi. Yeah, one yeah. of the two defensemen. Mark Stahl, maybe. Mm. Yeah, those are the two most popular I think they go buyouts. For Gir- Girardi first. Girardi can't first. skate. He can't <laughs> skate. I don't know if it's that big, but maybe Kevin Dxon. They, yeah, have, to, I, they I think, have to protect him, and if they want to protect one of their big guys, they're going to have to get rid of him somehow. That could be a logical move, if, especially sense. because yeah. he, he has a no what a no trade clause, has a no like move. no movement. No, so they have to protect yeah, him. They, so, they need to yeah. keep him. So I mean, as you just said, Chris, they don't even need to get his permission to buy him out. So it's no, like if no. you're not going to make this trade any easy on us, we're just going to buy you out. Well, if somebody, right. even if somebody's trying to lowball them for say Vatnin or um, Manson, I mean, yeah, Paobiexa, you get to keep your three guys, four guys, if you. Really I think to. they're doing four. Yeah. 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 They, they would have to do four. They do what? Vatnin, Lindholm, Fowler, Fowler. Fowler and Manson. Manson. Yeah. yeah. So before yeah. we started the podcast, um, we were looking at the list of the most popular buyout names yeah. on Cat Friendly. I was too. <laughs> Omar was – you brought up a good name here. Omar, read the top five. And there's something that doesn't <laughs> yeah, belong in this, this group, but it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll play a little game of one of these things. It's not, it's not like the other. Okay, so as Dan Girardi, uh, Mark Stahl, Dustin Brown, Mark andre Fleury, and Shea Weber. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> one year in, and one year in, and they're already trying to get out of that contract. Scorched earth in Montreal, but he's an upgrade in the present. <laughs> yeah, apparently, apparently, yeah, not a distraction <laughs> at all. I guarantee Montreal's like, who the hell signed into this contract in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> Forget Philadelphia. Well, doesn't it have like? Oh. Doesn't it have like seven years left? Oh yeah, yeah. it pays him until he's in his forties. Hold on. Yeah, so so if they bought him out, that'd be the next fourteen years would be on his cap. <laughs> That's oh. eight more years. Oh, he signed until 25 to 2025, 2026. Oh, God bless. Holy shit. Yeah. I'll be I'll be 32. Mark Bergevin, everyone. Yeah, right? That's a good deal. Honestly. A little side anecdote with him, though. Yeah. Is he not on suicide watch right now? Because the year he leaves the Preds, they go to the cup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, honestly. Man. Like, That's not a coincidence. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was all it was all according to plan. Watch him, watch him in Game Seven of the San Jose Sharks. I've never seen a yep. worse defensive performance from a star uh, defenseman in my life. I think he was a minus six. Yeah, Oof. that's why he was like on for every single goal. Yeah, that's why like when everyone was talking about like oh like you know like do you really think that Montreal traded um traded PK Subban without letting Price know that he's gonna get a number one defensive back? It's like okay yeah but like. It's not like we're getting Shea Weber, or you're getting, sorry. You're getting Shea Weber from, like, from like five or six years ago. Declining Like, you're getting Weber. a declining Shea Weber, whereas P.K. Subban is on the rise in, an, in yeah. a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Like, not, yeah. Like, Berge- yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. You're not getting the Shea Weber that broke a net in Vancouver. In I was about yeah. to say the same thing. <laughs> exactly. you're, getting, you're getting Shea Weber, who has a 14-year offer sheet deal. That yeah. Nashville Rick had to feet. sign, otherwise oh, they would yeah. have been screwed. And now Montreal's going to shine Martin Hansel, and then Bergeron's going to get fired. I can't wait to Prediction. see Prediction. I'm calling oh, that right wow. now. Which, uh, oh, we can't do it because Terrian's not there anymore. I was going to say, which center do they uh, sign and then put on the wing? <laughs> oh, man. We'll just keep moving Galchenyuk <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> fourth, line, fourth line right winger, Alex Galchenyuk. <laughs> boy, Michelle. Right. All right, guys, we're going to the expansion draft here. Um, we're obviously going to look at it from a least perspective. But we're going to go over our teams that we drafted from Cap Friendly, you know, using that great oh, tool boy. they have. We'll yeah. do that after the least perspective, though. <laughs> but before we get into all of that, uh, I'll go over some of the expansion draft rules because what's even more complicated than Kovalchuk's situation is the expansion draft. So a couple of things that you probably need to know about it in terms of dates. 
is uh, all teams must submit their protection list to the league on June 17th. Once Vegas receives this list, they can begin to interview UFAs and RFAs, and the window lasts until the actual expansion draft. The catch with these UFAs and RFAs is if Vegas does sign one of these players, it will count as their expansion draft selection from those teams. So if they were to sign, I don't know, let's just uh, let's be like a name. We Shea Weber? Boyle. Yeah, Boyle. Let's Shea Weber. Sign Boyle. <laughs> that will count as their pick from Toronto. So after that, on June 18th, each team's protection list will be made public at 10 a.m., and Vegas has until June 21st to sign for agents who are not protected. Vegas has to have their picks finalized on June 20th, and the NHL will reveal Vegas' selections on June 21st. With all that out of the way, guys, let's get into the Leafs. <laughs> who are they? Uh, let's actually, you know, first, who are the Leafs going to protect? Let's just start there. Okay, so they're obviously going to go the seven-three, the seven-three um, mode or model, if you want to call it that. So it'll probably be JVR, Bozak, Kadri, um, Connor Brown. Uh, who am I forgetting? <laughs> There's like Connor Brown, else. Connor Brown, um, Riley, Gardner, uh, Connor Carrick. Did you and say Frederick Anderson. Yeah, Komarov. And Komarov, the yeah. Guys, yeah. And then Komarov. So that would probably – so that leaves them with one more one more spot to protect. Mm-hmm. Matt Martin. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah you like guys laugh, man. That's a hot debate, though. Oh. I know. They shouldn't, but it looks like that's what they're going to do. I'd rather protect Levo. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, Why don't? Why don't yeah, you? Martin's contract is protection enough. Like, you know, I, I hate to crap on the guy, but, like, well, no, it's, it's true. who's going like, to yeah. take Matt Morton for $2.5 for the next three years? Nobody, his his agent was really smart there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's not his fault at all. You take the money, but yeah. nobody's – you shouldn't protect Matt Martin because he had 123 penalty minutes last year and nine points, and he has, what, a three-mil three deal? But how many Average. hits? Two and a half. Two, pff, how many still hits, not though? ideal. Uh, yeah. For a fourth-line guy. Yeah. yeah. He's not getting taken. Eric Fair has a better chance of getting taken. But do you hurt his feelings if you don't protect him? That's a lot of the things we throw around there. I know it sounds funny to say, but that's been <laughs> I, a lot of the reasoning people if, go, if Matt Murn actually heard somebody say that <laughs> about hurting his feelings. I know. He would laugh at them. He, no, he would punch them in the face. Yeah, I could He'd lie. Knock them but seriously, out. that's been a thing thrown around oh, a lot. Yeah. I gave those guys the best <laughs> year of my life. Yeah. I mentored all those kids, and they didn't have the – Fucking decency to I protect adopted me. Mitch Marner, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I went scuba diving with him. <laughs> I know it sounds funny to say, but people no, yeah, have cited yeah. that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Makes, yeah I, I guess I can see that. But, that was... but, the, but, if, but the sad thing is, though, by, by, by choosing to protect Matt Martin, that leaves another young player up for grabs, yep. which sucks. Yep. Yep. So instead of like what Jake said, instead of protecting Levo, he, he's probably looking to be an option. Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess this would be a nice little segue. So, did a little, uh, did a poll for the podcast. So, if it had to be a young player, who would you be okay with losing the expansion? Levo, Leipzig, or Reichel? Fifty percent of people said Kirby Reichel. They'd be okay with losing. Really? That's uh, pretty obvious. I mean, yeah. he's not a great skater, not a great shooter. He's, uh, he, he doesn't bring that much to the table. And I don't know. He didn't even play with the Leafs. I mean, at least we saw Levo, and for some reason he didn't play, but he, he had a. Uh, he had a picture. Oh, what am I saying? He had, a, you know, he had a cup of tea with the team, and he had like a point per game. I, for no reason, I have no idea why he wasn't inserted in the lineup. Did he actually have an injury, or was that just a joke? No. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, they, he had injury, but I mean, yeah. the Leafs' injury. Robert has been man, injured. Like for credibility like two with years. the Leafs in terms of who's <laughs> actually injured has been. It's questionable now. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the guys, though, I mean, like, we've thrown around some names that could possibly be surprising. Komarov, Martin, Levo. Um, are those the, basically the surprise names? Or is there anybody else that stands out that they could potentially expose? 
that might surprise you. I mean, I, I don't think so, but is there yeah. anybody else? Maybe. I mean, you don't you don't protect the obvious UFAs. Yeah, yeah. That's that. I mean, that's a pretty obvious statement I'm making there. But like, you have guys like McCulloch, Brooks, like they didn't even play this year, so I they're gone. I mean, well, Light's going to Vegas anyway. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, it'd honestly be a good idea for him because after after this season where he didn't play, I mean, Vegas will give you a chance right there. Yeah, him I and would think. Fee can reunite. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, the main conversation is between. Are you going to protect Carrick? Marinchin was even in the conversation for d- a little d- bit d- there d- before d- he started throwing d- biscuits d- up the d- center of the ice in the playoffs. Let's not go there. Um, <laughs> cool. I know you're looking Let's at me, Omar. This is a real thing. <laughs> People were saying this. I hate that. This isn't me making hot takes. People were saying, protect Marinchin, get rid of Carrick. I saw it. Well, realistically. Who? Who? <laughs> His parents? Yeah. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Marinchin are nice people, Jake. That's the only people that would make sense. Either that or they're idiots. Jesus. <laughs> okay, well, guys realistically. Fucking terrible. We're going to get a good play now. <laughs> the Leafs are probably going to expose between Leipzig, Marinson, Reichel, yeah. Levo, Ben Smith. Um, I guess we can add Garrett Sparks. Marchenko going to be yeah, one Marchenko. of the boys has to be. So, so if, if you're Vegas, who do you guys select? Omar, who would you select if you're Vegas? You know, even though, yeah, we didn't see him in the NHL or or anything, I'd, I'd probably take Reichel, to be honest. Like, I think you can, you know, he's a former first-round pick. You know, he, he produced offensively in junior. And I think a lot of people like to look at first-round picks and kind of have that whole hidden potential type of thing where, you know, if they have the whole, like, new environment, maybe they can um, get something going. So that's what I would take. Ideally, I'd probably want to take Levo if be, just because, like, he's he's been proven to um, – to produce at the NHL level any, any, for all the stints he's gotten. But I think, I don't know, there's something to something about this whole situation where I don't feel that Levo is going to end up being exposed. I don't know. I, I don't know what it is. I don't think be. he is either. Yeah. So I think, I think it's going to be Reichel, Reichel and Leipzig are going to be exposed. And I think, I think Reichel might be the person to go. Well, both you guys just said that you think Levo's. So who's getting exposed then? That kind of goes back because that, that leads back to like a surprise exposure. Because yeah. a lot of people believe Levo is going to be exposed. A lot of, I mean, as much as we don't want Matt Martin to get protected, there's a real possibility that it does happen. Yeah, that's what um, I'm saying. Mm. Which sucks because, I mean, the way it's playing out on this little simulator we we're playing around with, that's really nice. You get to keep the two guys you thought we were going to lose all season. Like everyone, I, people have been debating who would you rather lose, Levo or Leipzig. Because you thought you're going to lose one. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Matt Martin does get protected, I'd still like to see Reichel get taken. But I mean, if you're Vegas, you take either Leo or Leipzig. I would think whoever gets doesn't get protected. If that's the case. If I'm if I'm Vegas, I'm taking Levo or Leipzig. I'd rather yeah. take a guy that can score at oh, yeah. all levels. That that's in the event that Martin gets protected, though. If he doesn't, then you can protect both. Yeah, Dave. Who would you take? Yeah. Vegas. The only problem I have with Levo is he hasn't played a lot, so it's not like – and he hasn't played a lot the last few years. He hasn't yeah. played a lot of hockey, so getting that full rep in the NHL will be tough. I don't see him being the producer he was these, this past season, so I think that was – I think we can go – I think I can confidently say that. Um, if I'm Vegas, I, I think I'm taking Leipzig because he was really good in the AHL. I mean, yeah. in the AHL, I understand it's – well. It's it's tough to always compare like what a guy can do in the AHL to what he can do in the NHL, but what he did in the AHL, like I think behind Kappen, he was the Marlies' best forward. He has talent, 
And Jake, you said it. You go with the guys with the most talent. And I think if you're looking at those three between Leipzig, Levo, and Reichel, Leipzig has has the most skill. Levo has probably got. The he's the best goal scorer. He's got the best yeah, shot of the bunch. He, he, he can score 15 goals, I think. He can. And then, I mean, Reichel is that bruiser type, and I don't know if that's what Vegas will want. Yeah, I, I don't know if they want that. I, is he, though? I, I don't he know. Is, he, he's he, the same size as Levo, pretty much, but he, I guess that's his Reichel, game. But He's supposed to be a power forward. Reichel's got that mean streak to him. I've yeah. Seen, yeah. And yeah. So I think 6'1", 205 isn't a power forward. I'm just saying. That's what people taught him as. I know yeah, you can probably okay. pin the boards there, Jake. But, Don't worry. But if you see him play, it, like when I when I would see him play for the Marlies, he's that physical guy. He would take too many penalties, which is a problem. So I I, I would go with Leipzig. Levo, I mean Levo wouldn't be a bad choice either. I just yeah. think Leipzig plays the game, that fast skill game that would probably fit Vegas a little bit better, and ter- especially with the guys that they're picking up, especially the Russian guys. I could buy that. I mean, for me. If I'm Vegas, I'll probably take Leipzig. But I, I'm not so sold on Levo because yeah. here's why. If he was this good, he'd be playing. And Mike Babcock, you know, we can all criticize him for saying when he doesn't like somebody, he doesn't give a shit. That guy's not getting a lineup. But if he doesn't fit what Mike Babcock does or what he wants to do, this is going to be Corrado all over again. He's not going to play him. So, I mean, ideally they should probably trade him to Vegas for like a sixth. Just get something for him because Babcock is not going to play him. Is no. that fair to say, guys? I mean, if he was good enough, he'd be in there. He would be. Yeah. Question. Well, Matt Martin's what if I know. <laughs> what if they traded JVR? I don't think it's happening. I'm, what if? I'm less convinced unless a team comes up and says, we'll give you this defenseman for JVR and yeah. it's the defenseman the Leafs want. He's not going anywhere. But, like, would you be, like, okay, say, for example, in a hypothetical, JVR was traded. Would you be comfortable having Levo in that spot? opening night no no yeah, I no i wouldn't be either then yeah then let either. him go he's yeah. he would yeah. he would be a guy that if you're putting him into the nhl nhl full-time it's in a bottom six role mm-hmm. yeah to be that bottom he'd be six a good bottom score. six player though he would be yeah that's that's that. but the thing with the leafs and we said it they're bottom six they're like a top nine than a four than a no bottom three when yeah. it comes to the way their forwards run yeah like they run three pretty decent lines and then a fourth line that you just throw yeah but, I mean, even Brian Boyle put with the right tackle uh, has a pretty good... The, the one thing that I think would be really interesting about the Kovalchuk signing is I think he would be a pretty good fit if James Van Riemsdyk was traded. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, and I, I said that if the, if the Leafs could somehow get... But it'd have to be Kovalchuk first, then JVR. Yeah, yeah. If they, that was to happen, yeah. I don't even think Kovalchuk will play in the top line. Why? Yeah. Why would it have to be Kovalchuk first and then move JVR? Well, because I, I don't think you'd want to move JVR if, I mean, what are you going to get for JVR? You're hoping to get a D, right? You put yeah. him in yeah. a pick yeah. and get a D. Like, that's ideal. I, I think you'd want the guarantee that you're going to have somebody or that can step close. in and play yeah. his role. But I think, like, Babcock's very big on guys that can drive lines. You hear him say that. Jake, you pointed this out near the end of the season where you go, he wants a guy that can obviously create plays, a guy that can shoot, and a guy that can do the dirty, shitty work that other guys don't want to do, like a Hyman. So he could have all that if you had, like, a Kovalchuk and put him on that line, that second line, mm-hmm. next to Bozak. You know, he could really drive that line. I know it sounds yeah. cheesy mm-hmm. to say, but... He would have... And you know what? The thing about that line is they don't really have a shooter. No. No. Mar- so. Marner's not going to develop a shot. Mar- Bozak is just a guy who can snap it if he has... Well, I think Marner can develop a shot. 
Yeah, I think not, he could too. He's not well, even, like, not he's a not heavy shot like yet, right? mm-hmm. like Kovalchuk though. We're, I'm talking about like yeah, accurate probably. It doesn't matter. Look at guys like Johnny Gaudreau. He scores 30 goals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he also dan- he also makes defensemen look silly and just dances around them. Can Mitch Marner not could do that? Yeah, he does that. But I'm saying you want a pure shooter yeah, on Mitch. that line. Here's I mean, there's they're so rare. There are not many pure shooters in the entire league. There's probably 50 good ones. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, pure shooters. Here's my problem with Kirby Reichel. He lit it up all throughout his junior career. In the AHL, he's supposed to strong numbers. He's only 22 years old. Are we basically saying that he's like Rafi Torres, where Rafi Torres, people forget, absolutely lit the junior hockey on fire. Like, he was a bonafide goal scorer. Then he turned to a goon because he couldn't adjust at the NHL level, and now he's just one of the biggest pieces of shit in the NHL. Are we saying Kirby Reichel can't develop and we're going to give up on the guy 22? Or, well, you know? he's, he's well, not a Rafi Torres level type of like, like that level yeah. yet, but there, I think there's an attitude thing there. I think his mindset, especially when he – like, if you can't crack the Columbus Blue Jackets when they weren't good. Like last year's Blue like, Jackets. Whoa, yeah. whoa. With talent, though, man. They, like, well, guys like Bjorkstrand are going to step in right away. I mean, now, but I'm yeah. talking – like, he's 20. Joey Anderson, guys like that are being yeah. exposed. Well, hold on. I'm talking – I'm not talking about Columbus this year or last – I'm talking about he's 22 – and he couldn't crack the team. Like yeah, he was he's, a, he's been a on top Columbus pick for a couple of years. Yeah, he's been around, and he's he's he only has... twenty two. And he he was with Lake Erie last year, and we all saw what Lake Erie did last year. They won the whole thing. Yeah, he was but he wasn't even Sonny a prominent. He wasn't yeah. even a prominent player for them. For a bit. Yeah, he was he was so. buried in that team. So yeah, so is he just not good enough? Well, I don't know if he's not good enough. I just think that if we were to let him go, it, it kind of wouldn't have that usual sting that we ha- that we have when. Uh, the least like go of like younger players yeah. just because like like how do we acquire him like for Scott Harrington? Yeah, right. And so, and then if and then you like you know like even if we were to were to lose him like you look at like um, at the Leafs organizational depth and like on the wing and then you kind of just like like shake it off like we have so many other other wingers that are coming up that'll probably be be above and beyond Kirby Reichel. So even if we do lose him and he ends up you know turning into a player for Vegas you know let's just say BVP positive I don't think it's it'll be that. That much of a loss, you know. Okay. He just reminds me of like a, a lot of times in baseball, it's used with prospects, especially pitchers. It's like he just needs to be in the right setting. He needs to go <laughs> with the right pitching coach. And Kirby Reichel might be a guy who just needs the, the right, I guess, scenery or right place. But I don't yeah. know. Other players don't make it for themselves, though. Oh yeah, that's totally true. So I don't know. Yeah. There's there's something off there with him because you can't be as as good as he was and just what fall off a cliff. I mean, do you buy that, Jake? <laughs> that you can just fall off that quickly at 22? Yeah. all right (laughs) on that note yeah well i've seen it before guys can just fall off yeah i mean i've seen it in like other sports too never in hockey i mean can't say i've played that high in hockey but you know um on that note let's move on to our expansion draft that we did guys we (laughs) use cap friendly's nice awesome tool there to generate a team instead of going through each of our teams each of you guys can give me about what five six players that stand out on each team, <laughs> and then we'll address other areas that you maybe had a tough time picking from. When you say stand out, <laughs> I, I know it's slim pickings, man. I know. Define stand out. Well, Jake stand. said his team's gonna win the cup in five years, so uh, there's yeah, gotta be somebody I wanna, good. I want to start with his yeah, team. yeah. Can we start? Yeah, yeah. Start with Jake's team first. Uh, okay, I mean, for me, there were a couple teams that stood out for actually having. T- there's probably ten teams on here where if I could pass, I would. I, I wish. There was an option where if you don't have a player that's net, like worthy, you could take a draft pick. I think exactly. that would be incredible. 
Um, but for me, you know, some of the teams that I noticed were I, I don't even want to pick uh, the New Jersey Devils. There's nothing there. The Buffalo Sabres, nothing. Arizona Coyotes, nothing. Um, so outside of the, the terrible teams, the ones that actually have something that I would want um, that stand out to me are the Ducks, the Anaheim Ducks, the Washington Capitals, um, the Winnipeg Jets surprisingly have some good players available. The Ottawa Senators have some players available. The Rangers, uh, the Predators, the Wild, and who am I? Missing? I feel like I'm missing someone else. Um, Chicago has some players that you can get to. Um, but outside of that, oh, and Tampa Bay, uh, sorry. But some of the guys that I picked from the Ducks, um, I took uh, Jakob Silverberg. I think you know he had an incredible playoffs. I think he, I think he's tied for second or third in goal scoring. He's put up a lot of a lot of points, and I think he was a forty point player for them. So that would be a really nice addition. Obviously, I would prefer to take a guy like Josh Manson or or Sammy Vatnin, but you know, based on what you guys said, you think that they're going to either buy out Kevin Bieksa or trade him for picks or something. So that's out of the question. Then you know, when I moved to Chicago, obviously it looks like they're going to be taking Trevor Van Reems. Like that's the player I would take personally if I was in charge. So. I have no problem with that. Um, the Blue Jackets, somebody that I was looking at is Matt Calvert or William Carlson or even a Josh Anderson. I'm looking at someone who's young and is cheap right now, uh, somebody that you know you can choose to give a contract to, and you're obviously bu- buying really high on these players. Um, you know, Next, you can go to Minnesota, and the guys that stand out right away are Matt Dumba or Jonas Brodeen or uh, an Eric Halla, a um, Jason Zucker, as Omar said. Um, but I ended up taking uh, Jonas Brodeen. Obviously, you don't know what they're going to do, so that's possible if I had to change it and and either Brodeen or Dumbas traded, which is seemingly likely, then I would take uh, Jason Zucker. I think he's a, he's a good player. I actually didn't know he had 40, 49 points. I thought he had like 30 or something like that, but – um, that's a good, that's good enough for, for me if I'm Vegas. Then next I'm going to the Nashville Predators and the other high end player that I took, it was either between Craig Smith or, or Colton Sissions. And I ended up taking Colton Sissions for me. It was because, you know, he's not on a lot of money, uh, for the next couple of years until 2019, he's having a really good Stanley cup playoffs. And I think he's a third line center down the road for uh, a Vegas team and he's got the offensive ability to become a better player. He's only 23 years old. So um, that's one of my guys. Um, the next is the Washington Capitals. For me, it was between, you, you know, guys like Jay Beagle, <laughs> uh, Tom Wilson. Uh, um, Jake wants to keep us here all night. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jake is determined yeah, why he's usually a cop. I took Nate Schmidt. I took Nate Schmidt. Um, from Tampa, I took, uh, Vladimir Nemestikov. It's either between him or Tyler Johnson, but I think we're assuming Tyler Johnson gets traded. And then for Ottawa, I took Ryan. Dez- it was between Ryan Dezingle or Zach Smith. I would prefer Ryan Dezingle, but they're probably going to protect him. So that's it for me for the main players awesome. and the Rangers. I took, uh, Oscar Lindbergh. Who's a, who's a good player too. Could you take off the coyotes? <laughs> who would I take out the Coyotes? Nobody. Uh, That's I consider I don't <laughs> no know any of the players on this team that are even available. I 
I have. I would actually pass. <laughs> <laughs> I I choose to defer. No. There would be like five teams where I'd rather be like, your team is so bad that I don't want anything from it. And we're talking about bad in terms of what they expose. What they expose. Yeah, because Arizona, what they have. Like, I can't believe <laughs> but, it. But what they have is pretty terrible too. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty hard to, to to find the ability to to um, ex- uh, not expose some of these guys. Like, I think I protected Peter Holland for Christ's sakes. <laughs> Okay. Well, I have no comment for that, man. I have like yes. nothing witty or funny to add. It's just, I was the only know, one laughing I'm, there. It's, oh, really no, awkward. it's a barren waste. Sorry, well, 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 Peter Holland can do the one thing we sent him to Arizona for. So hats. All he had to do was pretty, uh, pretty good golfer. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a sick hat collection too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Austin, who do you have on your team? Um, not the full team, you know. I don't. You know well, that. first, um, <laughs> I, um, the first pick in the experience. one of the one of the difficult teams for me was. Um, Obviously, the ones Jake talked about. One of the interesting teams uh, was Nashville. Um, going going into it, I didn't uh, I didn't think I'd have an issue with it, but uh, Victor Arvidsson coming on uh, made that really difficult. He was their last guy I, I chose to protect, so I ended up taking uh, Kelly Yarncroke with that pick. I think he'll be a uh, good center, and he signed until 2022, 23, so got a lot of term there. Uh, another guy I took was Valerie Nichushkin from the Stars. Uh, another team I didn't really see a lot there so take a waiver on a russian guy you have shipachov already hopefully and can lure him over yeah the russian connection he's got a year left on his contract uh in the khl so maybe something that comes in the future but it's a good guy to have the rights to if he decides to come back uber good, talented too yeah. yeah good power forward i mean he could be a top six guy easily for a team if he comes back weren't you trying to make an all leafs team there i was i actually have it <laughs> if you want me to go through yeah. my all leafs team yeah, yeah, i think that quick let's see how far you got uh i'm finished it I also, just quickly, I took Ryan Pulock off the Islanders. Um, I protected, uh, I think I'd protect Johnny Boychuk, and I also protected Nick Letty and yeah. Travis Hamannick. Yeah. Hamannick, yeah. Uh, so they're top three. So Pulock was the odd man out there. He's a pretty good uh, D-man. And then, like Jake said, I took Trevor Van Riemsdyk because I feel like he's probably going to be better. One of the guys Chicago's actually losing is Billy Polka because of their odd man out. He's a pretty good defenseman yeah. that hasn't made a jump yet, but uh, he's pretty good offensively. Uh, my all-leaf team. Okay. Yeah, wait <laughs> so I decided after I was done my uh, my expansion draft to put together every player that used to be I a decided. Leaf. You see how he doesn't give you credit for my idea? Jeez. Oh, salty wow. fingers over I'm just, here. Yeah. Shots fired. <laughs> I sense a bit of salt from the other Should side I of the table there. Not be yeah, the, the NAC. <laughs> yeah, you, might wanna, you might want to move back. <laughs> I'm going to get the daggers as I'm reading this. <laughs> Um, all right, so forwards, I had Matt Stajan, uh, Richard Ponick, Lee Stemniak, <laughs> Joel Colborn, Jimmy Hayes, who was a Leafs draft pick, so I'm going to count that, from the Bruins, uh, Michael Grabner, uh, I took Kirby Reichel, just, he was, I already had him checked off for the Leafs, Sam Carrick, Victor Stolberg, P.A. Parento, I have Zach Stortini on here for some reason, um, Daniel Winnick, and Byron Fraze are my forwards. <laughs> oh my, oh my god. god would they score 50 goals i don't know man What's collectively or each well they might collectively oh my god well, they might even what was colorado's i don't know man. Uh, they might be better than colorado's still, actually I yeah i don't know <laughs> i'll give them all colorado's was colorado's pick i had was joe colburn i think i think i think they give colorado a run for the money defense uh, yeah. The defense is Carl Gunnarsson, oh Luke Shen, Scott Harrington, Victor Love, Cody Franzen, 
Matt Finn and Tim Erickson. Minus yes. 80. Oh, that's 80. literally worse. <laughs> and I only have one goalie, and it's James Reimer. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, that's all you need. Hey, that's hey. all you need. Hey. Nation just got way more optimistic. Like, that yeah. team's pretty good. Yeah. Did you guys say James Reimer last? Backstop Did that the team get over 30 points? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would. That I'd, is awful. I'd love to see them head-to-head against this year's Avalanche. You gotta write yeah. that. The, oh, the avalanche would sweep together. them, yeah. and it would be ten nothing every game. I think oh, I've McKinnon's got, got like for three tomorrow. points. Yeah, put that together. All right, that, cool. would, that would be yeah, awesome. <laughs> that would actually be awesome to read. People yeah. would love that. Do you want me? To, I'll compile like their predicted stats for next season, and then put them with the Colorado Avalanche, and we'll just uh, go mean, with it. You could do that after if you want, because that would All be. All right, I'll do it now. That's gonna be painful. Yeah. Wow. Omar, Carl um, Soderberg had 14 yeah, points last season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just run through through my picks just because um a lot of the same ones as uh, things that uh that uh, Jake and Austin already mentioned. So um Edmonton, uh, Benoit Pouliot, thought that'd be funny. Uh, <laughs> I took a Nemestikov from uh from uh, Tampa, Adam Lowry from Winnipeg, uh, Scott Wilson from uh, Pittsburgh. Um, one thing I think will will be good for Vegas is that they actually have a good selection of goaltenders. So I would go to uh, the Rangers for Antti Ranta. Yeah. Yeah, um, if if uh, Nate Schmidt, if you, if you can get Nate Schmidt, then take him. But if not, then probably um, uh, Grubauer from there. Rangers Grubauer from there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then um, and then maybe Calvin Calvin Picard from Colorado. And then uh, was there one thing? Oh yeah. And then uh, Neil Yakupov was my captain. That was mine too. Neil Yakupov yeah. was also my <laughs> captain. Yeah. Hey. He's, everyone, he's everyone's captain. He's <laughs> Rejuvenated in Vegas, man. That was the one guy for me. <laughs> yeah. that I was just like, imagine exactly. one night of hitting the slots. He's a so new man. Funny. Yeah, one of the one of the interesting things that I actually think might come out of this is if I was Las Vegas, outside of obviously you're trying to load up on defensemen and young controllable forwards, I wouldn't be shocked if they took like seven goalies and yeah. just completely yeah. cornered the market on getting a backup goalie because yeah. there are not many available in free agency and you could probably get a good backup goalie get a third round pick out of it say you're yeah you look at new jersey's roster or or buffalo's roster and say eh, uh, i don't want any of those guys so maybe i can take a goalie from a different team and i can get a third round pick and accounts for my selection for that because i if i'm this team i'm trying to load up on, on picks i'm trying to get 30 if it's possible oh i think they could actually maybe break the record for most picks. I'd have to look up what it is, but I think they can break that record. I think sure they will. 12. I would. What I would just go out, call anybody who's got an onerous contract, L.A., hey, uh, that pick you got in the first round, we'll take that, or uh, uh, Adrian Kempe if you want to give us Dustin Brown. Mm-hmm. I mean, may, hey, make it make it worthwhile for both sides, and the more picks, the better, the better this team is going to be down the road. And obviously it's – they're going to be pretty awful next year, so probably pencil them in for the top odds in the draft next year. Do they get more than forty-eight points? Well, we'll get. That. Uh, I don't we think so. Yeah. We're going to come oh, back yeah. and do all that. <laughs> oh yeah, Dave, who stood up for you on your expansion draft team? Oh, well, a lot of the guys were named off. I I think Anaheim. Uh, when you look at the guys up front, you wonder who they're going to protect. I mean, a guy like Andrew Cogliano could get exposed. I don't know, depending on how they they sort that out. Uh, I looked at, again, Grubauer is, I think, my top choice for a goalie, especially with what he did at the World Championship. He was really good for Germany. I had Neil Yakupov as my captain, obviously. I mean, how could you go wrong with Neil Yakupov? 
And then, I mean, Vla- uh, Mestikov was another guy I had. And then I also have Kelly <laughs> Yorncroc. So I, I, I like th- – there's not a lot. There's nothing really to go off. And those are, like, the best of the worst of the list. So those are the guys that I had. And I'm obviously missing out here on something because everybody in the room is, like, losing their shit oh, on something. I'm, I'm being applauded for my great Toronto Maple Leafs roster. Yeah, it's actually um, hilarious. Yeah. It's impressive what, that you got all those names what, too. <laughs> what I was showing, uh, what I was showing Chris earlier, and I think I just posted it for you guys. Um, the Vegas Knights, Vegas Golden Knights, excuse me, the Leafs roster I put together would have a projected cap space of thirty-five point seven million dollars to work with. Kovalchuk <laughs> makes ten million in five years. Silly. Yeah, why not? You know, oh yeah. <laughs> we'll take your slightly U Shea Weber. <laughs> Yo, here's a hypothetical. What would it take for you to take that contract? Weber's. It might take me two first round picks. Oh, that's what I was gonna talk about. Um, I had a great hot take today that I saw on Twitter. Uh, it was. <laughs> you had a great hot take. Or you saw a great hot. Take? No, sorry. R- rephrase. I saw a great hot take. I would so not. The worst take th- of the day is. Yes. Um, <laughs> somebody proposed that. Uh, a good trade would be the Leafs getting Ar- Oliver Ekman Larson for one of Marner or Nylander and a 2018 and 2019 first. What? Right? Uh, Gold. So on my expansion team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just like, that's, yeah. Hot yeah. take Thursday coming soon. Jesus Christ, that's bad. Oh, what? Yeah. yeah. What? They want Matthews too? Yeah. Well, this was, yeah, I don't know. Twitter's fun. Twitter's fun. I, I have to know. say. Whatever. I think he's a fantastic wow. player. But I'd be like, you're yeah. fucking a loser team, and he's never signing his extension with you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. All right, Chris. That's shocking. Um, I had a lot of the same names <laughs> you guys had. Obviously, there's some standout guys like Yakupov. Nichushkin was the guy I thought as well, just because, you know, is he worth taking a lottery on? Like, just, a, you know, you might as well take a flyer on him. You're going like, to be, what's the worst you're gonna be crap yeah. in the first year. So yeah. you might as, if he comes back to North America after his deal's done. I'm on the same boat with Jake when it comes to they're going to accumulate a shit ton of picks. Like yep. like we saw with Columbus, Doug McLean always hints at this on Hockey Central. He goes, you know, there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes. So oh, yeah. I could definitely see Vegas just accumulating an unbelievable amount of draft picks. And I don't think it'll be for this year's draft. I think it'll be for next year's draft. Yeah. Next oh, yeah. year is what yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah exactly, because this year's draft is just it's Especially first-round picks. Think, exactly. th- look at who's at the top. There are three. Well, there's one generational player. To, uh, in next year's draft and there's going to be two more really 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 good ones it's infinitely better than this year's draft yeah so i literally see vegas doing that i mean it's well, just funny how they're very lucky with the way they came in they're coming in at a time right before a really good draft yeah. so that's fortunate for them i mean look at teams like nashville nashville's first yeah. pick was david Legwan. let's go <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and yeah Yet they're still a fantastic team. Right? Imagine yeah. if they got a like a Sidney Crosby. Yeah. yeah. I mean, man. I mean, the thing for me, too, with Vegas is they did come at an opportune time in a sense where a lot of teams were not prepared for the salary cap. They, they were, but they handed out so many bad contracts that when the hard cap came in, it's kind of like, oh, fuck. Um, hey, you want to take this guy for hand? You know, <laughs> what does it take? So Vegas oh, can be able to like, take advantage too? of mistakes. Yeah. I'll never forget that, that two, the two-year buyout window. Where you could just buy out a guy, it doesn't even count towards your cap. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. And oh, then the Leafs yeah. decided to buy out Grabowski. <laughs> Grabowski yeah. and Commissaric, two guy, one guy that should not have been bought out using one of those buyouts. Who uh, Grabowski? No, I'm talking about Commissaric. Commissaric had one year left. Yeah. And they decided to buy him out instead of buying out. I I'm trying to remember. I thought it was Tim Conley or him. 
No, it was. No, it should have been. Just, uh, it should have been John Michael Wiles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to talk about Mike Commissaric. I did so, see a Commissaric jersey at the last Marlies game I went to, though. Tell that, guy, to to that guy. He's drunk. So. <laughs> I think, Jesus like, Christ. like I think, <laughs> yeah, just invest in a Jerky Lume jersey. Man, they got to have something better, like even Value Village. You can find <laughs> yeah. up like yeah. Podokarovsky or something. A Luke Shen jersey. Go, yeah. get Mike, go get a Michael Renberg jersey. I'm sure that wouldn't cost. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be yeah. hilarious. Like, let's talk about our favorite Leaf players from the mid 2000s, right? Ziggymanis. No, not Ziggymanis. <laughs> no, Bates Don't you talk Bates Regardless about these stupid teams, I mean, I think <laughs> I think it's it, I like the expansion rules. I think Vegas they paid five hundred million dollars. I was they, for you they to deserve. Say that. Yeah, they deserve to have some good players. They, well, they deserve I mean, to have a good situation at least. How many teams do you think are even worth five hundred million? I think like ten to fifteen yeah, max. I was, I was gonna say a dozen, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm all on board with them getting that, and hopefully they can get a ton of picks and. Sooner than later, because they're going to need to to get moving to build that fan base, which I think will actually uh, do pretty well. How uh, how silly! But I I am extremely excited for this expansion draft. I think it's added wrinkle with the salary cap potentially not rising as much as people thought is going to make this pretty epic in terms of player movement. I think there's going to be some shocking moves like we had last year with like when we had Taylor Hall and PK Subban get traded. I think we're going to see at least one of those big blockbuster trades. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And not an obvious guy. No. No. Before we get out of here, guys, um, something that made headlines on social media today was none other than Austin McGod, Austin Matthews, getting his new tattoo. They had a gigantic <laughs> lion on his right shoulder. It's <laughs> give me your thoughts on, on that. It's basically a message to lease management. You know, lions are the king of the jungle. He has a crown. So basically, give me the C. <laughs> oh, you went there. Incognito. He just connected those dots. Yeah, I've, I've heard people say it's for the Zurich Lions. And I was just cool. like, uh, I don't what? know about That's, that. That is so stupid. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying. Reading you, know, yeah. you don't know how precious that time was he spent with Fabrice Herzog. <laughs> Man. I keep Herzog. forgetting he's on that team. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Don't worry. I'm going to try to attempt to get Jake back. <laughs> but we'll see how this works. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> I wonder what Ludlow and Rollo thought about that tattoo. I don't think he minds. Look, I mean, as, as an Italian person, we don't, we don't especially like, I mean, hold on. Depending on the type of Italian you are. I'm, not, I, I'm leaving out the New York Italians right now <laughs> because they, they don't care about what they do to their body. Um, some hardcore Italians are not big fans of tattoos. And considering that this team is not allowed to grow facial hair, I don't know what tattoos would have. You to think Lou would bust out the wooden spoon? Could you imagine? She's <laughs> greater. He's gonna get that shit off himself. Man. If he really wanted to rattle Lou, he would have gotten two tattoos. He would have gotten one that was just a beard, oh. and the other one would have been the number ninety-nine tattooed on his back. Well, and, so and he would have just gone shirtless 13, like, every right every time in the locker room. Some of the things I heard from people are red. Sorry, on like Twitter and other comment sections was uh, you know. I thought Austin Matthews was smarter than that. What's that gonna look like when he's fifty? You know, I thought this kid had some brains. I, I just laugh at all these. Like, oh, yeah, old, get off my long yeah, comments. because we're old Matthew's dad. We can only, like, <laughs> I don't. Oh, I don't like tattoos, but whatever. Austin like, Matthews yeah. is going to have like millions of dollars. I don't think he'll give a crap when anybody yeah. thinks what he looks like when he's in his. 50s. I wonder how it'll be so hard for him to get a job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After he's got a hundred million in the bank. Yeah, he's... that's why they make suits. Oh man, he's going to be making what six, seven mil a season in. The That's next it? two oh, or three man. years, I'm at least seven. Do you know? Do you know who his Ten? agent is? Yeah, it's yeah. not yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Owens, you're fired. I'm saying at least <laughs> he's getting he's getting nine or ten. Well, yeah. oh, he's it's been a nine. good month, boys. 
Yeah. Been real. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. On that note, um, this podcast has gone on for quite a while, so we'll probably split this up into two episodes. Hey, there he but... is. Yeah, we decided to try to bring Jake's video end. back. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> it got really. Jake, apparently, Jake's bad weather in New Jersey really uh, affected his 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 call tonight. That actually might be it. Was it someone behind him? The Holy Ghost knocked out the power. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. As always, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or SoundCloud at Tip of the Tower. Feel free to leave us a review, anything of that nature. You can follow me on Twitter at Crystal Kranitz. You can follow Omar on Twitter at OLW93. You can follow Austin on Twitter at underscore Austin Owens. You can follow Dave on Twitter at D underscore Morisuti. And you can follow Jake on Twitter at JakeMiddleton12. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be back next week. Or actually, we'll be back later this week to talk about the NHL draft, preview that. And then the following week, we have something uh, pretty good up our sleeve. So stay tuned for that. Until then, take care, guys. Sweden, William Nylander. The Knights, Mitch Barner. <laughs> <laughs>